All right, y'all, good evening or good morning, depending on what time you plan on listening to this or catching to this. I am yours truly, Dr. Barry Pierre, favorite board-certified internist, host of The Real Physician Reacts. This is our weekly live evening session where we just talk about something that comes across the timeline. And this week, I am the focus. The focus is on prostate cancer, particularly in black men. What led us to this discussion, uh, Martin Luther King's son. Martin Luther King's son recently passed away from prostate cancer. And uh, before I start, I want to make sure I get his uh, age because I think that's... Because I, I want to say he was, he was like... Yeah, 62. So Martin Luther King Jr.'s son, uh, Dexter Scott King, passed away uh, this week from prostate cancer at the young age of 62. And I want to make sure I stress this. I do want to make sure I stress this because I think a lot of times when we talk about just, you know, getting older, right? Like I think a lot of times we will like, extrapolate like anything over the age of like 50 as like super, super old. And this is not the case, right? So he is 62, very young and unfortunately passed away from prostate cancer. And of course, this is a topic that is near and dear to me for various reasons. Obviously, uh, you know, when, you know, when a central figure like Martin Luther King's son passed away, you're going to take notice, right? It's going to hit the news. But more importantly, when he passes away from a medical disease that I already know disproportionately affects my community, right? And more importantly, someone that looks like me, uh, I am definitely like rabbit ears up, right? Because that gets my concern. So, and as you can see here, I'm actually, uh, I actually did, because uh, I, I talk about prostate cancer kind of a lot. In fact, every single year on Prostate Cancer Awareness Month, I forget which month it is, but every single year, I make sure to highlight the focus of it because of how significant of a role it plays, particularly in the African-American community, for lots of different reasons. So I want to kind of, I'll start off by kind of giving my typical case presentation scenario of what happens when a patient comes to me in an office or I see them in a hospital and there's concern for like prostate cancer. Like what is that typical scenario? Usually the most, the most common complaint we will get is, hey doc, I went to use the bathroom and I started peeing blood, right? That's, that's, that's a big you know, red flag, sirens are ringing when a person who comes in has no trauma, you know, doesn't mention any trauma, just says, I went to go use the bathroom like I normally use the bathroom and I saw blood in the bathroom. Already a big thing, right? For my medical students, my medical students already know. Like you hear painless hematuria, you're thinking about cancer, you know, before anything else, right? Because you're not necessarily thinking about kidney stones or anything else because typically kidney stones cause a lot of pain. Not to say that you can't have a stone that causes bleeding, and it may be a small stone, so you're not necessarily in pain. That's a possibility. But typically, if a person is coming to me and saying, I went to the bathroom and I saw blood in the toilet after urinating, and it did not hurt, I am concerned about cancer. Now, what will typically lead up? And these are typically symptoms that we will just totally ignore. And when I say we are men, right, we will totally ignore that we're starting to have issues with our stream. Like we go to use the bathroom, the stream is as, isn't as consistent as it used to be, 
More importantly, we go to use the bathroom. Let's say we go use that, you know, and 10 minutes later, I'm going back to use that same bathroom. We're like, oh, I thought I emptied myself out. I'm going again. Or it's nighttime and I'm finding myself have to frequently use uh, the restroom over and over and over again. Right. So you, there's there's like some small telltale signs that will kind of lead us up to thinking, hey, something's going on with the prostate. Something's going on. Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be cancer, right? Because I want this is I want to make sure people don't run and think this is like some WebMD type presentation. Because I know WebMD will have you thinking that every single thing is cancer, right? Like you get a headache, cancer, right? You stub your toe, cancer. Like this is not it. But for those who are definitely significantly affected by it, I want to make sure that there's some warning signs that you may be missing or your loved one may be missing or more importantly, ignoring that can cause some problems, right? And the reason why I talk about prostate cancer, again, particularly in the black man, the reason why I talk about it a lot is because it affects us so much. It affects us so much at such a detriment. So I'm going to read some facts, right? This is off one of my favorite websites, zerocancer.org. Their goal, and I suggest you check it out, their goal is to help eliminate cancer, right? Who does not want to eliminate cancer? So these are just some facts, Every 13 minutes, a black man is diagnosed with prostate cancer. One in six men are diagnosed with prostate cancer. The norm is like one in nine, one in 10. So already, right? And I see, so I've got it. So shout out to my white guys in here, right? Because my white guys in here, this is not a, I do not care about the other groups who have prostate cancer. This is just making sure that the black men understand that someone is saying, make sure you get your prostate check. And we'll talk about that in a minute, right? But I hope you're doing well. You say you have prostate cancer. I hope you're doing well. I hope they caught it early because everything, prevention, prevention is obviously one thing, right? It's not necessarily a way to prevent it, but early intervention is going to be the lifesaver. Um, every day, nearly 17 black men die of prostate cancer every single day. 33% of black men 50 and older have had a PSA test in 2018 compared to about 38%. Black men are 1.7 times more likely to be diagnosed with prostate cancer and two times more likely to die from prostate cancer. And these are numbers that should be screaming. Oh, he got his uh, prostate removed. Oh, well, that's very good. We'll actually talk about that towards the end. These are things that should be screaming at us. So not only are we more likely to be uh, diagnosed, and someone's asking what the reason, I'm definitely going to answer that question. Not only are we more likely to be diagnosed, we're more likely to be diagnosed at a later age, right? Now, I'm making sure I stress later age. And if we do get diagnosed at that later age, guess what? We're more likely to die from it, right? And there are several different reasons why. Um, so when we think about just general causes, general causes for prostate cancer, first and foremost, I always like to separate causes into things you can do and things you cannot do. I mean, change, I mean. So things you can change and things you cannot change. So what are some things that we cannot change when talking about prostate cancer? Obviously, our age. The older you get, the more likely you are at risk for developing prostate cancer, right? So our age plays a significant factor in our risk of prostate cancer. This is probably the bigger one, our genetics. Family history is such a huge factor, right? And you'll be surprised. Like, again, I, I, saw, I ask people on TikTok and social media all the time, like if, if they could tell me their family member's medical history, like could you tell me your mom and dad's medical history? 
Like, mind you, I was in medical school and my parents wouldn't tell me like what medical stuff they be going through. Like I be having to poke and poke and poke and poke and say like, I know you just went to the doctor. Like you need to tell me what like that doctor found. Like, so it is not uncommon because it may sound uncommon. It is not uncommon for us to not even know what our parents are going through from a medical history perspective, what our grandparents are going through from a medical history perspective, what our aunts and uncles are going through from a medical history perspective. But best believe that when you come to see someone like me in the office or someone in the hospital, one of the first things I'm going to say is, oh, do you have any family history of cancer? Like, do you have any family history of things that I need to be keeping my aware? When I talk about colon cancer, I tell you that at colon cancer, there's a certain age that you typically will get tested. But guess what? If you have a family history, that age drops. That is how significant the genetics play a factor. So those are age, genetics, obviously two things that you cannot change. You cannot adjust that, that just goes with you when talking about our risk for prostate cancer. Now let's go to the side of things you can actually adjust or change or be affected with. Um, smoking. Smoking. First of all, if you're smoking cigarettes in 2024, I pray for you. Um, but like, there's, there's, first of all, there's nothing good from smoking. There's never, there's nothing good from tobacco smoking. Weed, whole different discussion here. But there's nothing good from tobacco smoking, right? Smoking increases your risk for every single cancer in a book: prostate, lung, colon, skin, whatever you think. Smoking increases that risk. So smoking, uh, we know uh, alcohol use plays a factor in it. And again, we don't know the specifics, but we know that those who um, have a history of alcoholism do have an increase of cancer-related issues, especially prostate cancer. Um, diet plays a factor, right? Because I know people want to hear that, right? There are some dietary factors. There's been some kind of anecdotal stuff about like red meats and stuff, but again, I'm not telling you not to eat red meats because I eat red meats. So there is some anecdotal stuff in that aspect there as far as um, the type of foods we eat, um, our, our, our weight from like obesity plays a factor as well. And that's a lot of it plays in the, the aspect of our hormones, um, meta and running into hormones, medication effect. So if we're taking certain medications or more importantly, we're taking certain like steroids or testosterone or things that are like not necessarily natural to our bodies that may come in excess, that can play a factor and are resulting in getting prostate cancer. So knowing that those are kind of, again, the general causes, what typically happens, and again, and I stress the fact that we are typically checked later, and when we're checked later, it becomes a problem. Because in any cancer, the earlier I check it, the more likely chance I have to treat, and the more likely chance you have to survive. So if you already have a cancer that is already much more frequently in our community, again, I think genetics plays a significant factor in it. And then we're typically catching it at the later stage. Guess what? You're going to have a lower risk or a lower chance to survive. So I think that is like those those like if, if we don't get nothing from uh, this this week's discussion, if I catch cancer earlier I have a better chance to survive. What happens in prostate cancer, colon cancer, and really a lot of other different medical diseases, especially in the African-American community, was that we typically catch it on the later rung. And when we catch it on the later rung, guess what? Our options to treat decrease. We had someone in the chat say that not only did he have prostate cancer, he had to get his prostate removed. 
So we have options when we talk about like, hey, you have prostate cancer. Like, what can I do? There's radiation. There's chemotherapy. There's actually removal of the prostate. There are some options there. But guess what? Those choices that you have diminish if I don't catch this thing early enough, which is why I scream from the rooftops, which is why I scream from the rooftops, making sure our men, just men in general, but definitely our black men, make sure they're getting their prostate checked. And how and now how did that happen right now? What you would typically see, especially if you just Google prostate, you know, check, right? You see someone with a glove and someone having to bend down. Yes. Like that is an option, right? The physical exam aspect of doing a prostate exam. And let me tell you a funny story. I remember when I was in medical school. So in medical school, as we are kind of going through our clinicals and we're about getting ready to, you know, do the hospitals. One of the things we have to do is we have to do a vaginal exam. We have to do a prostate exam. Now, the people who we do this stuff to are medical volunteers. I'm not going to call them volunteers because they do get paid. And from what I've been told, they get paid very well. But they do get paid. So they are volunteers who are actually coming in to you know get their prostate exam. Now, again, I'm a second-year medical student about to go to third year. Second-year medical student about to go to third year. I go walk into the room. Right. Because, again, I got to introduce myself. You know, I got to act like I'm a doctor now. I got to introduce myself. And there is a kid who couldn't could not have been older than me. And and in medical school, I got there. So I must have been like 26 or 27. So this kid had to be like 21 to 24 ish. Young looking. And when I tell you, I was just like, what is happening here? And, and mind you, my class, I had a class of about 200, right? So again, not all 200 was doing it on this one individual, but like, let's say, let's say a third of it, let's say a quarter of it, let's just say 15 students. Like, if, I just couldn't imagine that this person was, and, that, and that's how I knew he had to be getting paid very well, right? Because he was the one who we did our prostate exam on. And again, it was a, you know, I'm glad that he volunteered because you got to learn, but like, I just thought, like, hey, this is wild. I cannot. Oh, that's funny. Someone said that. <laughs> um, I just thought, oh, that's wild. Like, I can't believe this young kid is actually volunteering to get his prostate exam done. But he did. Right. And uh, there was a lot of medical students who had to learn to do prostate exams on him. So, yes, checking your prostate from a physical exam is definitely one of the options. I think historically it's been one of the reasons why men, uh, especially black men, Uh, But men in general fear going to the doctor's office, right? Like, I think for some reason, they always think every doctor's visit is somehow going to turn into a prostate exam. Again, that is a different discussion. That is a different discussion that we can have later on. But like focusing on the topic at hand, here we have a physical exam. Yes, I can do it. But there are blood tests as well. Someone mentioned earlier in the chat that they had their PSA done. The PSA is a great test. What does a PSA do? It's a prostate um, and a specific antigen test, right? So what is it? It's essentially a test that says, you know what? Let me see how well or how much hormone level is associated in your person's body associated with a prostate. Because we know that there is an association with an elevated PSA level. We know there's an associated with an elevated PSA level with the risk of cancer. Now, again, we're not here to tell you that you can have cancer and not have 
um, like a normal. Yes, you can. That is a possibility, especially if you catch it really, really early. And that and that's where you have to add on the symptoms and everything else. But there are tests where your doctors because and, and, and I'll tell you the reason why. Right. I do a blood test. Boom. I check your PSA. All right. You're already at a low risk. You're you know, I'm already not concerned. You're not telling me about any symptoms. OK, I feel comfortable seeing you next year doing that test again and kind of measuring it from there. Now, the reason why is because some people aren't some doctors aren't necessarily comfortable doing the physical exam. And some doctors, like even when they do the physical exam, typically when they're, they're checking for the prostate, they're checking for to see if there's any nodules or any masses they may be obvious to them. So you can do that physical exam for the prostate and still not necessarily like find cancer. It may just be abnormal. You're like, hmm, that's abnormal. You know what? I may need to send you to someone else, but it may not necessarily be like a direct causation. Right. Because, again, you can have an enlarged prostate, but not necessarily be an abnormal, a.k.a. cancerous prostate. Right. So I just want to make sure, uh, you know, we're where we're at when we need to be. Um, again, some some information. And I love this website. I mentioned it earlier. Zerocancer.org. Definitely. Please check that out. About 41,000 black men were expected to be diagnosed with prostate cancer and about 6000 black men are expected to die from prostate cancer uh, last year. Right. So these are numbers that they project just based off the numbers. They say, you know what? Based off the numbers, I expect to see this amount of people get diagnosed with prostate cancer. I expect to see this amount of people likely die from prostate cancer. Because, again, the key factors, again, if we only get two things from this week's live is the fact that I need to check this thing early. Right. I need to check this thing early. And then if I check it early, guess what? My treatment options are improved because if I get it early and I get like, oh, you know what? You told me about those symptoms or you notice that there's some discoloration in your urine. So I'm going to do I'm going to go run to the doctor. I'm going to run to the ER. I'm going to run somewhere. Like, I would hope, I would hope, especially for my men out here, I would hope, and again, and the reason why I say I hope, but I know that this isn't the case because it unfortunately happens in real life, I would hope that if you had any change in the color of your urine, you would go run to see someone. But you'd be surprised how many people will look at the color of the urine and be like, that's weird. Okay. And then keep it moving. You would again. I I I want to be surprised, but I'm not. I want to be surprised, and I got I got, I got plenty of patient stories um, associated with that as well too. So this is the big thing for you know us, right? So again, we have we have uh, another again, just an important figure, right? Again, because I know he was pretty active. Uh, I know he's pretty active in regards to uh, kind of civil rights and just an activist movement. So again, obviously, rest in peace. Um, but again, I, I wanted to take this time out to, you know what, I think I think we got to talk about prostate cancer again. Right. Because, again, and I got no problem. Any chance I get to like talk about a disease that may get someone else who watches this later, listens to the podcast later and say, you know what, I definitely you know what, let me stop playing. Right. Because either like. I need to go get myself checked, right? And again, from an age perspective, because you may be asking like, all right, when do we typically check these things? Usually 40. The age of 40 is usually that age. Again, if you don't have no family history, but the age of 40 is usually the age where you should be walking into your doctor's office and say, hey, can I get a PSA done? You may get, you don't necessarily have to get the, the digital rectal exam. You don't have to get that done. You can get the PSA done and say, hey, doc, based off my, you know, and obviously you consult with your you know expert physician or nurse practitioner, whoever's taking care of you. 
hey, doc, like based off my history and, you know, what I've told you, I'm cool just checking the PSA, monitoring the PSA every year. And if a, if a blip happens, if it increases a little bit, I'm ready to go. Because if you don't catch it early enough, prostate cancer is one of those cancers we, we call um, hematogenous, right? Which means it spread, spreads through the bloodstream. So a lot of times, not only will I, like for especially for patients who have prostate cancer that metastasize, aka spreads, I will find it in bone. A very common, a very common complaint is, Doc, I'm having a lot of back pain. I'm having a, especially my older, whenever my older gentlemen start telling me about a new back pain that came out of nowhere, I'm concerned. I said, oh, that's a good point. Let me go. Let me, let's make sure, right? Because prostate cancer uh, loves spreading to the bone, loves spreading to the liver, the GI system, because again, it spreads via the blood. So it, it, it goes where it needs to go. So it is definitely a significant factor. And again, for all, again, obviously we're talking about the black men, but all men, all men need to be weary of any changes associated with your urination, your urination scream, uh, the frequency of your, like, like anything, anything that knocks you off schedule, you should be concerned. You should be saying, oh, what's going on here? Why, why am I peeing more at night? Why am I, why, why is this color a little bit different? Again, it doesn't necessarily have to be dark red. Um, like blood, but just that discoloration, and I'm not talking about like you get dehydrated or anything, just that discoloration should raise some antennas. And I think for us, especially for men, again, I'm talking to the men now, for us, we tend not to want to raise our antennas when it comes to our health. When it comes to our health, our antennas are the last thing we want to raise. We'll act like we're not as sick. Oh, I got to work. We'll act like we're not as sick. Oh, people depend on me. We'll act like we're not as sick than we really are. And then when you finally come to see someone like me in the office or in a hospital, you're at a, all of a sudden, you're at a much later stage. And all I can look at you and say, man, why didn't, why didn't you get this check sooner? Like, what were you actually waiting for? And a lot of times they will tell me, yeah, doc, you know, I, I, I didn't pay any mind. I just, I, I worked around it. I got used to it. I hear that all the time. I got used to it. Especially, especially for my my blood pressure stroke patients, I got used to just having like these weird headaches and a little numbness. I got used to having some blurry vision. Double, I got used to the things, and then boom, now I got a stroke. I can't move the left side of my body. So the men, I want to like implore you, right in the year twenty twenty four, that we are not going to put our health on the back burner. Like that is something we cannot do for the year. We shouldn't be doing it all. But definitely, if you want to think about a New Year's resolution, we cannot be putting our health on the back burner anymore. And unfortunately, uh, with, you know, um, you know, Dexter Kotzkin Jr.'s uh, passing, it puts another highlight on prostate cancer. And fortunately, unfortunately, you know, we have to talk about it. So I'm hoping that we can, you know, again, that we can just kind of get some inference to say, you know what, like if I don't get nothing from tonight, if I'm over the age of 40 or if I have a family history of prostate cancer, especially prostate cancer, but cancer in general, but especially prostate cancer. And I'm in like I'm the age 30 to 35. I need to check that PSA um, because I know that checking it and getting it 
diagnosed early or more importantly, hopefully, you know, God, you know, God willing, ruled out early, uh, does everything I need it to be, right? Like, hopefully I can just rule this thing out. All right, I don't have to worry about this no more. I'm good. Like, whew, see you next year, doc. Right, like, or in three months or four months, whenever you got to see doc, right? So that's our summary for today. Appreciate everyone for the likes, for the shares, for the follows. Um, if you caught it late, we will be posting this on our YouTube page tomorrow, and it'll be on the podcast um, episode. Again, I've actually already did a whole episode on this. This was, uh, this was like, let's see, this is like episode three hundred and six or seven. So, but if you just do Dr. Barry Pierre prostate cancer, black, like. That podcast episode will show up. Um, Lunch Learn with Dr. Barry. This is actually, again, this is my cover art. So, you know, whatever. All right. So y'all be blessed. Y'all uh, y'all have a great, great, great week. Stay safe. And I'm going to see you guys next week.